Welcome to The Pitch Room. I am Malia Powers with HeavyBit. On this show, we regularly talk about all things PR, including current events, crisis comms, PR tools and tips, reputation management, all with a special focus on developer communications. Each episode will bring you actionable tactics and strategies that you can implement today for real business results. If you are interested in being a guest or have a subject that you would like to hear about, email us at press at heavybit.com. Thank you all for joining our podcast today on developer PR. We will be covering mistakes developer-facing companies are making in their announcement pitches, important assets to have pre-announcement, and we will close with some tips on how to do PR with a low budget and limited resources. My name is Malia Powers, and I manage media analyst relations for HeavyBit uh, and its member companies. I'm sitting here in the SF HeavyBit Clubhouse with Erica Lee. Hi. So I'm Erica Lee of Strategic Lee, and um, I have been doing PR, marketing, and even journalism, something under that hat for about 25 years, but strategically is uh, 13 years old, and we focus on fast growth stage companies. So that's whether you're a large or small organization, but you're sort of, you have a great product, you're ready to make a lot of noise about it, and then we're there to help you do that. Great. Thanks for joining us today uh, in the HeavyBit Clubhouse. So we can go ahead and get started with our program Our first question will be along the lines of what are the biggest mistakes that we're seeing developer companies making in their announcement pitches, and how do you solve the problems? Sure. Well, for me, the biggest mistakes I see companies making is it's all about timing. So PR is all about finding the right home for your news story with the right journalist and the right news cycle. And it's really important for people to sort of time their launches and their announcements when there are several different things going on in the market that actually either support or you can take advantage of. So maybe if you have a security story, when there is a bunch of security breaches, it may not be the best time to link yourself to that story. But then depending on what your product is, it might be the perfect time. So it's really about understanding the news cycle that the journalist is going through. It's about understanding um, what the media climate is, if it's positive or negative, and how that would affect your business. And then looking at some simple things like, um, what conferences are coming up? Are they competitive to you? Who's going to be announcing uh, their earnings that week? Maybe all the journalists will be focusing on that. Um, strange things like you could have a past product, um, but if Samsung is announcing a new phone, all the journalists might actually focus on that that week because they're because frankly it's Samsung. So it's really about understanding not only what's relevant to your business and how you can take advantage of the media climate, but also what's relevant to the journalists, what's relevant to the journalist readers who are their ultimate audience, and then how can you time your news almost at the perfect storm so that you get the most reach from your news announcement. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I would echo that timing is just of the utmost importance when it comes to announcement pitches. Uh, another thing that I would say is that a common mistake that I see companies are making, um, specifically developer-facing companies, is that they're starting the conversation with journalists with the what and the how rather than the why. And in a sense, it's this is doing communications backwards. These core principles of start with the why uh, should also be applied to content development. In order to sell a reporter on the value of a story, it's really important to tell 
a story about why the reporter's audience should care and prove why this announcement is more than just another press release. It's important to ask yourself the question, how does your company add value to the world and why does this launch make a difference? Yep, I totally agree. Next up, a question that we get quite often is, what are the assets that I need before a launch or a company milestone that you're going to be releasing to the public? Erica, did you have any initial thoughts on that? (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts on this, actually. Um, One of them is probably more controversial than others, but um, I just want to be really clear. You have to do a press release. And if not only for clarity of messaging, it's really important for you, just as you mentioned before, to understand why you're writing about this and why anyone cares. So just the exercise of writing that press release actually helps you get that out So to, you know, to what you were saying. But the other thing is it's very rare, and I know we see tweets about it and journalists making fun of press releases because some of them can be um, very interesting, for lack of better terms. But a lot of times I actually... Um, may pitch a story and the journalist will say, well, send me the press release and they want to understand the story a little bit more. So press release, write it, if not only for you, but then also the journalist needs it for the background information. It will help them decide to take the story. And then once they actually do the interview, it will give them the language that you want around that and help them explain it. The next thing is some sort of third-party validation. Um, whether that's from analyst firm, and I know people have difference of opinions on whether they, the analysts are relevant or not, but some sort of third-party part, third validation, maybe it's a performance test, um, a customer that says that they really love the work that you do and the value you provide, and any time that that can be quantified um, is really significant. So, uh, f- you know, what is it, quicker, faster, cheaper? I think it is. But, you know, any of those numbers to support that you actually are what you say you are. The best, the fastest, the most reliable, that kind of thing to your announcement would be really great. Um, I'm going to throw in one little thing. And again, it's like the press release. And it can be an internal exercise or something that you actually use, but a presentation, even if it's three slides, really helps. Um, I actually do a slide that just says what's new. And there is where I get three bullets to just really say, this is why I'm talking to you, journalist X. And this is the news, and this is why you want to cover it. So three bullets in, in one slide can work if they know you already, and then another you know, two slides about who you are and who your customers are and why you're relevant. But having a presentation is important. It helps people not only understand you better, but it helps them follow along with your story and the relevance. And then when they go back to write the story after they get off the phone with you and finish their day of back-to-back interviews, they have this presentation to follow and to sort of jar their memory. And the last uh, thing I would say is a really good media list. Um, Not all media are the same. And what I mean by that is not all media care about your story. So it's up to you to figure out once you get all of the people that cover storage, you might find out that really only two of those people will cover the aspect of storage that you are in. And so you need to really do your homework and find out who most recently wrote about you, your competition, that subject matter, that trend. And those are your top tier media. And that's who you go out after because that's relevant to them. They'll be the most receptive to your news. Um, Others will, you know, just not care. And it just falls in a bucket of um, the delete junk mail box. (laughs) And you just want to make sure (laughs) that, you know, you're saying something that actually excites them. Okay. That's my list. 
Yeah, I think those are great tactical assets to have prior to any product launch. Uh, same could be applied for any company milestone, whether that be a funding announcement, acquisition. That This is a process that's universal uh, yeah. for any type of announcement. Speaking of that, really just quick, uh, you know, third parties vary, right? So if you're doing a funding announcement, it could actually be your investor that's saying, like, why did he invest in you? Like, I want to know, you know, why did your customers think this was, why would they trust all their data to you? Or why would they lean on you for an important part of your business value? So anyway, I just want to hone that in. Yeah, and I'd just love to overlay that with two a little bit more high-level thoughts on assets that you need before a launch, the first one being audience. Oftentimes, startups only do have a high-level definition of who their target audience is, and it's really important to note that oftentimes a more siloed approach to target audience is needed. This is because there's different products and announcements can appeal to a variety of audiences who also may have different needs and goals. So it's extremely important to consider your different audiences and alter messaging appropriately. Mm-hmm. And as I'm talking about messaging, uh, for developer companies especially, there is a big knowledge or information gap between what you do and what journalists often think you do or quite frankly understand that's before you're gathering assets, make sure you can communicate what your company does in a way that anyone can understand. Be concise. There shouldn't be more than two to three messages per audience, each only a couple of sentences about what the audience needs to know and what action should be taken. Agreed. Great. So up to our next question, we're going to be talking about the lowest level of PR you can do with no budget or very limited resources. I'd like to kick it off, and as a member of a small company, it really is the reality that you're going to be wearing many hats and working across departments. And part of your role as an early team member should be investing in relationships with journalists, which does not require a high budget. And it's important to remember that these PR media relationships are mutually beneficial Often media is under tight deadlines and respected friendlies are people that you've had a former relationship with. You're going to be the first person they call for an announcement. So spending time and just reaching out, take a media to coffee, grab drinks with them after work is a high value use of your time. And likewise, you know, while you are beneficial to a media member, when your startup's product is ready for launch or have an upcoming announcement, the journalist will give you an ear. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, you know, it's a give and take relationship. So I think the the sooner that, that people can engage with journalists in an intelligent way, and by that I mean, you know, understanding what it, topics they cover when they tweet about something that you actually find interesting may not have anything to do with your company, but to have a conversation. I think that um, one of the complaints that I hear quite a bit from journalists is one, they only hear from a company when they have a, a, an, a, an actual product launch or something to announce. And I think it's the times in between when you're talking about um, what are other challenges you're seeing as even just building a company or talking about some of the things that your customers are doing with your business in between or commenting on broader issues within the tech industry, for example. Um, those are the kinds of give and takes that I think um, and, and real relationship building that I think the journalists appreciate. The other thing is also to remember that, you know, in building that relationship, you may be... Um, 
early to market or uh, just sort of at the forefront and that sort of thought leadership explaining what you're seeing, what customers are responding to and where you think a space is going, you know, that kind of conversation is something people I think respect and it's just refreshing in their day of being told you know, constantly, I have a product and it's amazing. Completely agree. And it's certainly worth investing the time in these media relationships because whatever happens with your company or if you move on, those relationships are for yours to keep. (laughs) Uh, The media landscape is changing rapidly. And as media move from outlets to outlets, you'll, that, that relationship will remain. Agreed, agreed. I, I actually think of all the things that were asked, this is probably the most important. Um, especially when you're a young CEO, that this is maybe one of, like you said, you know, three startups you have in your career. Hopefully they're all extremely successful. And, you know, you want to do two things. One, learn how to be comfortable in having a conversation about your product. That's a really hard thing to do, and you learn that over time, but with any audience, in particular a media audience. And two, you want for people to actually enjoy talking to you. So that's one of the things I find that some clients come in and they're stiff as a board, and they're so focused on their news announcement that they forget to just be human you know, in the interview. And if you have a relationship with this person, you went to coffee with them and you're just like, hey, let me just tell you what I think is going on in the past space, right? Then later on when you talk to them and it's like critical because tomorrow is your product launch, you're just like more engaging, um, intelligent, relaxed, and you're able to get your message across in a way that you've already set the stage, right? The problem, the solution, it all makes sense. And then you can actually just have... Like, here's the news, and this is why you care. You already know why you care. So anyway, this is a big one, I think. I completely agree. We are in the business of media relations, so (laughs) So, public relations, it's all about relationships. So thank you, everyone, for joining today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation, and we hope you join us for the next one. Thank you, Erica. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pitch Room, brought to you by HeavyBit. HeavyBit is a nine-month program and community for developer-facing startups. For more information, visit heavybit.com.